This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Honesdale Radio, Football Blogging Award Finalist 2015. www.holradio.net Welcome to Hull Radio. As it's been a international week, um, we thought we'd do a little bit of a different podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about nicknames, we're going to talk about phobias, and we're going to have a little quiz at the end of the show um, where Lucy will display her knowledge of the fine sport of darts. <laughs> Stay tuned, listeners. Every picture tells a story. Keep up to date with ours on Instagram at Homestale Radio. We're going to start the show um, thinking about the tragic events in Paris this week. Um, it particularly hit me hard, having having worked in the music industry for years and, and known lots of people, um, particularly merchandisers, and something that I've done in the past for various bands is stand at the front of a venue and sell T-shirts and such like. So it's it's really hit home uh, for me in particular about what's happened. Um, and I'd imagine everybody else just attending a football match and... Suicide bombers trying to get inside. So, um, just a serious bit at the start. Our thoughts and um, just heartfelt love go out to all the people affected. And uh, let's just hope that that we can carry on as normal. Um, we were, um, yeah. I, I, I've just got no words, more words to say about. That. I don't know if any any of the others have anybody. Yeah, I think it really hits home purely because people were doing such normal things. I mean, you, you think about where it all happened, people were listening to music at a gig, people were watching a football match, people were drinking in a local bar. And I think people can just relate to it because it's purely what, what we do on a, on a Friday or Saturday night. It's what, what you do with your mates when you're out having fun. And it's almost unthinkable to, to think that something like that can, can happen. And as you say, Nick, obviously our, our thoughts are with everyone that's involved with that. I was watching the news earlier, um, it's, and it's just mad what, what's happening even now in Paris, um, live on sort of Channel 4. Uh, news report. I don't know if any of you have seen this. That's, uh, a few people when they're when they're listening to this will have seen it. Matt Fry doing a, a live sort of broadcast um, from Place de la République, um, and all of a sudden, that in the background, this is literally a couple of hours ago today. People start running towards the camera away from from somewhere in the middle of France, and it's it's insane. It was it was a false alarm, thankfully, obviously, but uh, yeah, it's mad. Even now, sort of two days after, just, everyone's just living on edge. Um, you know, sprinting away from you know, you hear a, hear a bang. It might have been a firework. I don't know. And uh, 
all of a sudden everyone's sprinting away and it's it's absolutely insane that that the acts of a few people can can put a whole sort of millions and millions of people on edge um and hopefully you know sort of we're over it now and and we can sort of move on and, and Paris can get back to normal but you you got a feel from obviously that the, the Charlie Hebdo thing in in January as well earlier this year um so hopefully Paris is sort of through the worst of it and uh and can really move on now, but it's uh, yeah, obviously as you say, tragic the the whole sort of weekend. Yeah, I think I think it's hit home for me again a bit more because I was in Paris literally a couple of months ago, and it's such a, a a great city. It's really multiculturally diverse. People living cheek by jowl with each other, especially the area I was staying in, uh, Belleville, uh, and yeah, it's it's just too shocking, Lucy. Um, yeah, I, I was just going to say, similar to you, for anyone who's been to Paris, I think it's it's sort of it's such a beautiful and uh, multicultural city that to think something like that has, has actually happened and it's not it's not in the film. It's 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 real life. It's it's pretty hard to comprehend, and I just hope that, um, as Ben said, that Paris can get back to normal. Yeah. Any thoughts, Joe? Um, it's just a, another dark day in a series of dark days around Europe. Um, it's just senseless. I'd say violence, but violence usually is just someone going up and and maybe attacking. You know, just just attacking someone and, and causing some some physical hurt. But this is this is just it's, it's permanent. When you die, it's permanent. It's just um, it's absolutely. It's just, I can't say it's meaningless because people obviously have, have a cause a cause that to die for but but is anything worth dying for I, I just you know sometimes i don't just get the madness that that's just involves and surrounds us, us as humans it really is you know it's, it's so cosmo, cosmopolitan paris you know i love the place and i've not been here as much as most people but i have you know i've been there quite a lot and and it is a good place, but you just can't go out for a you know go to a cinema go to watch a, a film go and listen to some music or do whatever and and just and die, you know, it's it's it's, it's tragic. But it, again, it's it's a tragedy in a, in a series of tragedies. Tragedies that uh, I don't know. I, I, like I say, Nick, you said you was lost for words. You know, I just sat there for hours the other night watching it unfold, and it was just it's really sad. And I think you know, if it is true what they said about one of these one of these suicide bombers being fifteen years old, then it's a tragedy within a tragedy. Um, you've probably realised by now that uh, my team tonight is Joe, uh, Ben and Lucy. I'm Nick Gossett. Um, ben, do you think the England game should go ahead next week? Uh, yeah, definitely. My, I mean, my original thought, sort of in the aftermath of it, and you think, obviously, England were playing when it happened and France were playing when it happened and, and this friendly scheduled for, for Tuesday, immediately you, your thoughts are, of course it shouldn't go ahead because there's things that are so much more important than, than people kicking the football around at, at this moment in time. But actually, having reflected on it for a couple of days and, and seeing the reaction from people with vigils and, and the world sort of lighting up uh, all of their landmarks in, in the French flag and, and things like that, absolutely this game should go ahead. Purely because why should we stop because of because of the terrorists, because of what they're doing? We should stand in, in the face of, of them and, and, and sing louder and, and do things that we want to do. I think Paris as well. Paris is a city that is renowned for, for living life and, and going out and, and having drinks in bars and, and, and love and all these different things. And Absolutely, we should embrace the French fans coming over here and, and the team and, and 
just make it all about that. And I think they're uh, they're going to put the the lyrics to Le Marseille, I think it's called, um, on the screen. And hopefully, people in, in the stadium will get behind that. And hopefully, Wembley will be packed out, and and we can make it a really memorable night, a really positive night from something that was so negative. Yeah, I think it's also worth just adding that, of course, uh, these atrocities have been going on around around the world this week as yeah. well. So you know, we've got a feel for the people in Beirut and and elsewhere. Um, just staying on the England chat and moving away from the whole the whole um, so-called Islamic State thing. Um, there's been quite a bit of outrage on Twitter today about Wilf not getting into the squad and some bloke whose name I don't know because he's only played Matt from Man United <laughs> twice. Who is it, Ben? You're, you're the journo. What's his name? Jesse Lingard, yeah. Two, started two games uh, for Man United in the last couple. Uh, the whole season he's played 169 minutes of football. Um, he scored against West Brom last week, but it's, uh, in my opinion, just another case of this big club bias thing. And, and He plays for United and Wilf plays for Palace, so Lingard gets the nod. Added to that is a striker, and that's that's the position that needed feeling, uh, feeling, feeling, feeling. Um, okay, um, we're going to move on to something else now. Um, we were having a chat on our Facebook thing that we nobody else can see apart from us about things that you parents told you when you were a child that was absolute lies to try and keep you in check. My first example. Um, in the old days, you probably don't know this, Ben and Lucy, but there used to be televisions that um, you had to get up, walk across the room, and press a button to change channel. In fact, <laughs> when Gel first got a telly, it had a dial on it to change the channel, and you used to have to tune in through, uh, through the, the, the fuzziness. And um, my parents told me it added 5p to the TV licence every time you turned the channel. Gel, <laughs> did your parents bullshit you on anything? Um... I would imagine my old man. Uh, I think, firstly, he told us when we was about five. So I've got four brothers. So when I was five, Rick was four, Martin was three, uh, Trevor would have been mm-hmm. one. And I think he just said immediately, there's no tooth fairy, there's no Father Christmas, and we buy everything for you. Which oh, was, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, well, I can't say I was devastated because I never knew any which is probably why I like to be a type of Father Christmas type person at Christmas now. But yeah, it wasn't so much of a bullshit. It was just, let's get this straight. I buy everything and everything else you hear in life is lies. <laughs> <laughs> I've just made a note to myself not to let me kids listen to this particular podcast. <laughs> Joe, Joe still believes in Father Christmas. I've got to whisper that just in case. But, um, well, I'm sure he doesn't, but um, he's keeping up with the pretend. Lucy, fed any BS by your parents? Yes. Uh, my parents told me that if um, the ice cream van played its music, it was either empty or it was a train coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic. I think I've heard that one elsewhere. Elsewhere. What about you, Ben? Well, when you when I, on the as you mentioned this Facebook chat, you mentioned or someone mentioned that we were going to have a chat about this. So I had a little look, sort of googled a, a few that other people just to get me started, and I saw one. Apparently, this is a myth. Um, my parents told me when I was younger that if you eat loads of chocolate, you get acne. And to this day, I've thought that's true. It, apparently, it's not. Is that is that happening? Do you not get acne from eating chocolate? No, you just get fat. <laughs> All right. <okay. laughs> yeah, no, that's what happened to me. Until about two hours ago, I was, I was like, oh, I better not eat as much chocolate because I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get spots. <laughs> Dominic Brewster. Who, uh, regular hey. listeners, who regular listeners will, will have heard of with his motorbike antics and, uh, 
<laughs> other things. He had a bit of acne, and uh, I was really, really, really horrible because I got a marker pen and actually joined the dots on his face. <laughs> <laughs> so it spelled out spots. <laughs> he couldn't get it off for days. That's horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. It was funny, though. Oh, dear. It was funny, though. The other one my parents used to tell me was, um, the, you know the little button thing on, that, on your handbrake in the car? They told me that was an ejector seat button. <laughs> <laughs> I never tried it. I was too scared. But, um, yeah, I believe the, uh, the button on the handbrake was, um, was an ejector seat. Also, another one from me. Right. I think all of these are actually... My parents did the thing where they, they tell you this is true and then they just forgot to tell me that it wasn't as I got older and became an adult. Essentially, <laughs> the, the whole, if you swallow chewing gum, it stays in your stomach for seven years. Yep. I'm pretty sure I've still got some in there, you know, <laughs> from like five or six years ago. But apparently, again, reading on the internet today, just goes straight out. Amazing. Oh, no, it, it, I thought it stayed there in a, for a few years and went hard because once when I had the squits, I cracked a toilet bowl. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Came out like a bullet. Edit that out. Cut, cut that. <laughs> you were going to say you blew bubbles. Blew <laughs> <laughs> bubbles out my arse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he talks out of it quite a lot. But... Yeah. <laughs> there was the one about if you swallow um, apple seeds, an apple tree will grow in your tummy. I, I heard that about um, stones from a peach, if you did that. But never, never <laughs> the apple seeds. And tomato seeds as well as the other one, isn't it? Uh, what, were you, what were you scared of as a kid, Ben? Um, oh, nothing, you know, me. You know, fearless. No, everything. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely everything. I'm still scared of everything. <laughs> we no, no, I'm scared. I'm scared that people will find out that I like Justin Bieber. Well, they have. <laughs> are you oh. a Bieber? Oh no! Yeah, you're right. People are going to hear that. No, oh, I no, I hate Justin Bieber, and I'm scared of talking to old ladies in lift. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. As well, anyone else? No, anyone else got that? Why just Why old ladies? Well, because old ladies, right, okay. Let me try and explain this. This is <laughs> something that I've only realised recently that I'm scared of. I have to go in quite a few lifts, and sometimes there are old ladies in these lifts. And not because I'm going anywhere. Anyway, I have to carry on. Um, yeah, they just chat. They just talk about random things. And sometimes when you're in a lift... What are you, you doing on here, then? <laughs> you just want to have a, you know, a bit of time to yourself, just, just not speak to anyone. Old ladies love a chat, and I don't like talking to old ladies. So I get in the lift and pray that they don't speak to me. Do you have a good relationship with your nan? I don't. I have a good relationship with my nan, yeah. But she doesn't. Right. She, I'll never go and lift with her, so that's right. All right, okay. What about um, 
old men. Uh, <laughs> not worried about that. I think I don't think old men like a chat and a lift. It's just old women, gossipy old women, love a chat. So, what what okay. particular old women do you do you see in your line of work in the lift? See, I knew this is going to go more down the street. I'm I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I don't go to old people's homes and hang around. <laughs> Let's get this clear. <laughs> just if you know, if you're going what's, to see a mate and they the, live on the sixth floor. So what's the polar opposite of a paedophile? <laughs> is that what you are? You're like old people, not young people. Is it, is it like a... Is it, it's like um, an octophile. Oh, no, that, no, that's eight, isn't it? Um, I thought that was for, for, um, for doing things with um, octopus legs. Hang on, before uh, we move on, while I think of that, do octopus, legs, do octopus legs make things hotter or colder? What? Do octopus legs make things hotter or colder? No, I heard you. I just don't know what you're talking about. They tend to cool. Oh, they tend God. to cool. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what were you scared of as a kid, Will? Uh, Joe? Will? 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 What were you scared of? Uh, I was scared of, again, like, like Ben, I was scared of everything. Spiders, thunder and lightning. Just cats. Every, every time I ever met a cat, it bit or scratched me. And just yeah. animals in dogs bit me, ferrets bit me. It's just um, oh, everything. But now I love cats and dogs and foxes and not so, so much ferrets, but I like thunderstorms. I sit out, you know, I try and stand outside. So if you ever hear me, so Joe's dead, he got hit by a bolt of lightning. You'll, <laughs> <laughs> you'll know why. So I'm just putting the chat. That, um, it's actually called Gerontophilia. Stop a second, it right? Because I, I can see what Tom's put in the chat. And before you and him both stitch me up, this gerontophilia that you're about to read out is 100% not what I have. You may continue. Most people would call you a motherfucker. I'd call you a grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you were telling us about your phobia about animals, but you, you, you obviously... Hang on, you haven't told the listeners what gerontophilia is yet. <laughs> I, I'll tell him, gerontophilia is a sexual preference for the elderly. A person with such a sexual preference is a gerontophile. But does right. that mean all, all people who, who are still at it are gerontophiles then? <laughs> or is it somebody who isn't old that I likes would, something yeah, old? I, I'd say it's someone who is not old that's attracted to the elderly. I knew this show would go in some strange directions, but I never knew it would go this <laughs> Going back to Joe with his pets, Joe has regaled me with stories of burying various animals in in his garden. Do you want to do you want to enlighten the listeners about this, Joe? Oh, I thought a pet cemetery out the back. Um, oh <laughs> all right. So, so what we did was we we Lisa. It was in the summer, and Lisa shouted at me. She said, "There's a there's a hedgehog in the back garden on its back. Can you go and help it?" I said, "It's probably dead, Lisa." She said, "No, it's just it's sunbathing." It's on its back, and it's got its legs out. So, so, I said, oh, so anyway, so I went out the back. Of course, it's, it's dead. I poked it with a stick first, didn't go up and touch it, and it's dead. So, of course, Carly comes home from school and says, we've got to bury it. So I'm like, okay. So, was, so we, I, I'll just wrap it up in a bit of bog roll, stuck it in. But she said, no, we can't do that. We've got to do it properly. So I put it in a box, wrap that box up with toilet roll, put it in a bigger box, and then, I, and then I, 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 with bury, as we're burying it, we said, uh, she said, can you say a prayer? No, I'm not God's squad. So I, uh, anyway, I, I said some, some little prayer. 
And then she said, so I've buried it. I've only buried it about a foot down. Anyway, um, so she said, well, we got on, can we put a cross on it? So I've got two bits of bat and whacked a screw for it. Stuck the cross. I, I couldn't put it down too much because I thought oh, I'm going to stick it straight through the box and into this, into this dead hedgehog. Anyway, so she said, can we, can we give it a name? So I said, what should, what should we call it then? She said, oh, my favourite uncle's called Richard. So I said, all right, so we called it Richard. So I wrote Richard on it. And then she said, and, can, and I like Henry out of, out of um, Home and Away, I think he is. So I said, oh, so, it's, so it's called Richard Henry the Hedgehog. So we buried it and, and we done the prayer and put a cross in and everything. And then two days later, Buddy dug it up, bought it in the kitchen. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> Buddy was my dog. Um, I got loads of loads of, uh, of different pet pet stories. See, um, what I would have done, I'd, I'd have put it in the freezer and waited till my next dinner party and used it as a kind of a <laughs> for cheese and pineapple bits. You know, rather than saving on cocktail sticks. Let me, let me, let me just, just, just very quickly. Carly, was, Carly, come home. She was about fifteen. She come home and she absolutely tore into me. She started calling me and swearing at me. She never used to swear. I said, "What's the matter with you?" She said, "You have mugged me right off at school today. I said, I've done anything." She said, "Just you have. How many snowies have we had?" I went, "Oh, um, about four. Now Snowy was a little pet white white mouse, and I think a mouse. Do they live like about nine to twelve yes. months?" Well, we, we don't live very long. Well, anyway, hers was five and a half, right? So she fought. <laughs> a world record, because what happens is every time she come home from school, I didn't want to see her crying, come upstairs and scream and see Snowy dead in the cage. So I used to go up there, clean it every day, and any time I found it like that, dead, I used to just leg it down to Petswood, 50p, little white mouse, red eyes, stick it in a cage, happy days. And the teacher one day turned around and said, who's got a pet? She put her hand up, she went, yeah, I've got a I've got a white mouse. What's his name? Snowy. How old is it? Five and a half. Teacher says, but <laughs> it's not five and a half. I don't live very long. So that was it. So you just don't lie to your children. When they die, when things die, tell them the truth. I remember sister's pet rabbit had a stroke lying on its side in the garden, in the cage. And anyway, that was in the days in the 70s when every rabbit was either called Starsky or Hutch. <laughs> every rabbit <laughs> I knew was called Starsky because <laughs> it lived in a hutch. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, you buried any animal, animals recently? Have I? What? Sorry. Buried any animals? Uh, I don't think I've yeah. ever buried an. Oh, I used to. I had a pet crab once. Pet crab. <laughs> yeah, what, I went on. I went on holiday to Broadstairs and I found a crab and I kept it. I called it Colin. Colin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I had goldfish, and I always had to buy them in twos, so I always had to call them like. My first ones were sugar and spice. Then I had uh, Ant and Deck. Um, and then Deck died, so I bought Cat. So I had Catfish. Apparently, <laughs> <But, laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's a real, real problem. Um, goldfish are a problem when people release them into ponds because, you know, they release two or three into a pond or, or public lake or something. And they breed like anything, and they're actually poisoners for, for lots of the other um, fish fish that live there um, in the first place. It's just a really, really dull fact. Ben, what, what, what do you do with dead pets, mate? <laughs> do you know, I've, I've only ever had one pet, and that was a, a fish called Gerard, after Stephen, uh, <laughs> about ten years ago. And I had it for about three weeks, and it died. And I said, well, that's the end of that then. And uh, <laughs> no more pets for me. Oh, dear. <laughs> A oh, tragic dear. life. 
I, but to be fair, I can hardly look after myself, so probably best that I don't have uh, dogs or cats or anything. Yeah, yeah, this is true. This I, is buried, true. I buried my dog in the front garden. I buried him under a buddlier bush because he f***ed it underneath. He f***ed on it every day. And I just thought, <laughs> <laughs> what, a place to, what a place of rest. Did the, um, the neighbours watch you as you were doing it? Or? I don't know, I was just crying. It was a very, very t- terrible time. Yeah. Seeing me crying, you're either going to ro- run for one thing, either I'm really upset or I'm really, really upset. But yeah, the, the, pets are just terrible things because you love them. You give them unconditional love most of the time. And then they just die young. It's a, it's a, it's a terrible thing. Well, well you just... say that. You say that. My, my Millie Cat is... I got Millie Cat about six weeks after um, I met Rachel. And... Um, in fact, the day I met Rachel, we'd, we'd been out clubbing uh, or at a party, and uh, we were walk- I was living in Hackney at the time. We were walking down Hackney High Street, me and Rachel, uh, bearing in mind it's the first time we met, and this kid came up to me and goes, here, mister, do you want his cat? So, so my first day that I spent with Rachel, we had this cat given to us. Uh, we ended up taking him to the uh, Rolf Harris Animal Hospital. Of course, this was before everybody knew what Rolf was like. It was on uh, Holloway Road. So, yeah, we, we had a cat. On the first day, but yeah, Millie's sixteen, and it's it's terrible because I don't know, you know, how long a cat can live for. It's a real, real, real hard choice every time I go to the supermarket. How much cat food do I need to buy? Do I buy a pack of thirty, or am I spunk giving me money? Because you never know. But it's it's just not cost effective if you buy in one pouch at a time. What do you do, Joe? Do, do you buy loads, or, or you know, when your cat's at near the end of their shelf life? I mean, bless her, she can barely get on the bed now. Um, oh, we just we just buy jinxy loads of stuff. I mean, look, he's got his actual. See that? He's got, no, his, well, he's got his own shelf. Obviously, obviously, the listeners cannot see that, Joe. So, describe it then, Ben. Describe what you can see. Joe is currently showing the cat food, which is entertaining to say the least. <laughs> did, anybody, um, did anybody see the? Um, did anybody see the news this week about this cat in the co-op in the co-op little co-op in Broccoli? It wouldn't leave the shelf. They couldn't get it out. It's been there for about four days, just sitting there. It's absolutely bad. This cat in the shop. Anyway, anything else we're scared of? Ben? It's a cat burglar. Um, <laughs> no, well, no, not really. I'm not. I'm prepared. Not that I can think of. So that was a good answer, wasn't it? It was. Okay, we're going to have a quiz a little bit later on. Um, but we're going to move on to uh, something else that was discussed. I think I may have mentioned this before um, in a previous non-football-related podcast. Um, we're going to move on to nicknames. Um, I'm known as Gusset. The reason I'm known as Gusset is um, I, I met some people um, at a festival. Um, I was totally lost. Uh, lost all my mates that I was with. I was living in Reading at the time. And um, just wandering around about 3 o'clock in the morning... And um, met these people, wouldn't they? Uh, then they just knew me as Nick, Nick G. Um, or because I thought I was cool, I used to call myself Nicky G. And um, they used to live up in Green Lanes in Harringay. And apparently they were having a conversation once, saying, well, he's called Nick G, but what does the G stand for? Nobody knew, so they just, I just got Chris and Gusset. And that was about 20 years ago, so I've been known as Nick Gusset ever since then. But my worst nickname I've ever had was... Um, while I was still in the sixth form, I used to work for Curry's. 
and uh, used to work in the stock room at Cari. So I used to have a new Walkman everywhere. I just used to swap it every week for the latest one. But we went on a trip to Orton Towers, the Bracknell branch of Curry's and the Cambly branch of Curry's. Went to Orton Towers and we left at silly o'clock in the morning, about 6.30. And 16-year-old Nick, after five or six cans of Heineken, it was 8 o'clock at this time, I was bursting for a waz so much that I had to implore the coach driver to stop the coach at the side of the motorway on the way up to Orton Towers to let us out for a and quite a few blokes got out anyway I'm having a and it was such a relief and then I blacked out and the last next thing I remember I'm lying at the side of the motorway and I'd all been packed away and I didn't know who'd put me willy away or anything I, I must have been out for about two minutes anyway for the rest of the day at the time I was at Curry's I was known as Dinky I just have no idea <laughs> what that's all about. So I must change my Twitter name to Dinky Gusset. <laughs> oh, I cannot believe you should told that story. Oh. That's amazing. Yeah, what about a... Wurzel Carnage? Yeah, but that, that's not very good, is it, really? That's, that's, that's Chris, Chris Hambling, who's, who's too spaced to present the show tonight. Um, Jill, I've got a new nickname for you. Hit Wibble. me. Wibble. Wibble. Yeah, because you're jelly. Right. Wibble. Well, I'll take that. It's better than you fat... F- anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but I usually get called. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've had loads of nicknames. Loads and loads. Which one's stuck the longest? When I, when, I was, when I was 16, 17, I had really long blonde hair and someone just shouted out Jesus, Jesus gel, which I thought was, which I thought was awful, but that stayed around for a little while. Um, and then as I got older, um, five bellies, my mate Mark has got me in his phone as five bellies. Um, I get mistaken for Razor Ruddock quite a lot, especially when I go over <laughs> to Essex and it really fucks me off. Um, <laughs> but I'll come out, I, I, I turn it around on, uh, on a load of West Ham fans once. Cause they, they saw me. I, I was walking through, um, Oh, what's the what's the shopping centre in Essex? Blue Water or Lakeside? Lakeside. I was walking in Lakeside and they got a West Ham shop in there. And I just walked to the edge of it and there was about 15 people that were absolutely convinced I was him. And I turned around and I went, I'm not going in there, that piece of <laughs> and walked off. <laughs> he would never have ever said that, would he? You, but, you, you talk about mistaken identities. I remember being over at Shepherd's Bush once. I was meeting up with some old pals and... Um, can't remember the name of the pub, but it's it's a couple of doors down from the Shepherd's Bush Empire. And uh, my mate was a bit bit of a nutter. Went around in the pub and told everybody that I was Radiohead's drummer. <laughs> and people were coming up and asking me for my autograph. I didn't even know Radiohead's drummer's name at the time, so I was just signing Nick Gillard. And people were well happy there. It was a place for mobile phones, but people were getting their old Kodaks out and having photos taken with me, which shows how much they know about Radiohead because I look nothing like him. Lucy, have you ever been mistaken for anybody? Uh, no. <laughs> no, but um, when um, a few years ago, when my nan was still alive, um, we went to um, on a lovely was that holiday. Was dating her? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, thank God. Um, Oi! <laughs> I'd be worried okay, if you were my nan then. I'd be a lovely, I'd be a lovely boyfriend for your nan if. Oh, <laughs> hang on! <laughs> right, this is taking a whole new dimension. Just got weird. 
<laughs> we should call um, Ben Geronimo. <laughs> oh dear. Sorry, Ben. I feel sorry for uh, the four people that are going to listen to this. <laughs> Who's that going to be us for? <laughs> yeah, I'm listen certainly not listening to it again. <laughs> you don't listen anyway. Yeah. Sorry, Lucy, your poor old nan. Go on. Your yeah, lovely well, old nan. My, my dear nan. Um, we went on a lovely holiday to um, Australia, but we, um, we first went to Kuala Lumpur, and we were in the Royal Selangor uh, factory, which is those of you who don't know is they uh, make pewter and um we were in the gift shop and all of a sudden all these chinese people uh, came up and were looking at my nan as if to say oh my god it's her and they each had an individual photo taken with her um and the only thing that we could think was that they thought she was the queen <laughs> Either that or irene yandel from met and wiki <laughs> yeah um but yeah grandma dad mum all the kids all had individual photos taken with by nan and she was a little bit shocked at first like what are they doing and then she sort of got into it and was putting her arm around them and what have you so i haven't but my nan did i had a a similar experience when i was out in vietnam it was it was a great great country to visit if you fancy fancy a holiday and we we were right down south and we were going to travel off to this island called Phu Wok. But I had bleached blonde hair then. And um, people kept prodding me and touching me as if I wasn't real. And I, I must have had about 70 or 80 people take their photo with me because I was like Caucasian with, with blonde hair. I um, don't know whether they thought I was cool or whether I looked all right Muppet. Anyway, <laughs> I'll let you decide. Um, Shall we move on to this quiz? Homesdale Radio, Football Blogging Award Finalist 2015. net. It's time for another one of our superb um, whole radio quizzes. We used to have team quizzes, but nobody talks to Patrick anymore because he gave a couple of wrong answers. That's why he's not on the show tonight. Question number one. Are you ready, contestants? Yes. You ready, Luz? Yeah, bring it on. Question number one. It's a nice, easy one to get started with. What is the highest mountain in Great Britain? What is the highest mountain in Great Britain? I'll give you a bit of a clue. It's not Parliament Hill. Question question number two. If you pass the second place person running in a race, in a running race, what position will you now be in? If you pass the second-placed person in a running race, what position will you now be in? The third question. In which Shakespeare play does the line to be or not to be, that is the question, appear? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I think Lucy doesn't know this one. Question number four. What numeric term describes perfect eyesight and a form of cricket. What numeric term describes perfect eyesight and a form of cricket? The answer is not Jiminy. (laughs) (sighs) I reckon I'm on one at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Question five, and after this question, we're going to check what answers you've had thus far. Question number five. 
Which popular sport features in the NATO phonetic alphabet? Which popular sport features in the NATO phonetic alphabet? Oh, what kind of question is that? This is University <laughs> Challenge. So <laughs> the University Challenge, Rick. Crop rotation of the 21st century was considerably... Sorry. Can I, it's more uh, like universally challenged. Yes. So, Jill, what was your answer to the first? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Can I return your last question with a question, Nick? Yeah. What's the NATO phonetic alphabet? Yeah. It's like Alpha, Beta, Juliet. Charlie, uh, Alpha, Delta. Uh, Bravo, Charlie. Keep going. Oscar. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. No, I'll give the answer. Right, when I? <laughs> I think I'm going to win. I think I'm going to win. Okay, uh, Jill. First question was, what is the highest mountain in Great Britain? What did you put? Snowden. Lucy? Put Snowdonia. And Ooh. Ben? Snowden. The answer is Ben Nevis. Uh, I was going to fucking say that as well. So is I. <laughs> oh, <laughs> question number two, Lucy. If you passed the second place person in a running race, what position would you now be in? You'd be in second. Ben? Second. And gel. Second. Okay, you're all correct. I'm still trying yes. to work this one out. <laughs> if somebody could explain that one to me, I'd like it. I'm only a teacher. Um, what Shakespeare play, Ben? Does the line to be or not to be, that is the question appear? It is in Hamlet. Gel? Oh, well, it's not f***ing what I wrote, is it? What did you write, Gel? <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Okay, and Lucy, what did you put? Richard the Third. Oh. Yeah. Get okay. in. See, Ben's such a fucking swat. That's what I said, <laughs> Lucy, when I cracked the toilet bowl. Yeah, I, I didn't do English literature for a degree or anything. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. Jill, what numeric term describes... 2020. Perfect eyesight? 2020, OK. Ben? 2020. Lucy? 2020. OK, well done. And the phonetic alphabet, which popular sport features in the NATO phonetic alphabet, Ben? Tennis. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give that one gel by far with you, mate. Lucy. Uh, golf. Gel. Oh, my God. Gee, football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's golf. Oh, no, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> Can I apologise? <sighs> Third place. Is gel, wibble, holly oak. <laughs> On equal first, is Lucy no nickname? And Juicy Lucy. Juicy Lucy. No, you pick that nickname. We pick your nickname, Lucy, not you. It's like, you're like Impsy calling himself the governor, aren't you? You don't pick your own nickname. It has to be, it has to be picked by somebody else. So, equal first, in equal first place... Sort it out, Nick. <laughs> I'm too sexy. Just to um, clarify to the listeners, Joe held up a packet of salt, as he said, sort it, sort it out. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely top-notch. That's brilliant. <laughs> just, to, just to clarify, Joe, Wibble, Hollyoak, in third place, <laughs> and, and equal first... We have uh, Geronimo Nagel on three points and Dried Husk Lusky Lucy on three points. 
Are you ready for some more questions? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> okay. Question number six. What 1975 film features the characters of Riff Raff, Magenta, and Dr. Frankenfurter? What 1975 film features the characters of Riff Raff, Magenta, and Dr. Frankenfurter? Question number seven. How could the 22nd and the 24th U.S. presidents have the same parents but weren't brothers? How could the 22nd and 24th U.S. presidents have the same parents but weren't brothers? Oh, my God. Question number eight. Which Japanese word means empty orchestra? Which Japanese word means empty orchestra? Question number nine. In the music world, by what name is Marshall Bruce Mavers III better known? In the music world, by what name is Marshall Bruce Mavers III better known? Oh dear, this is not good. Question number 10, and then we'll have a look at the scores again after this one. Which is the only planet in our solar system that is not named after either a Greek or Roman god? Which is the only planet in our solar system that is not named after a Greek or Roman god? So let's see what answers. Oh, dear. panel have come up with. Oh, dear. Gel. In one 1975 film features the characters of Riff Raff, Magenta and Dr. Frankenfurter. What did you say? 101 Dalmatians. (laughs) (laughs) I see why you did that. Ben? Um, Not a Scooby-Doo, Nick. And Dried Husk. (laughs) It was uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You're correct, Lucy. I think that puts you in the lead. Well done. That's a dent. Lucy. All right, Lucy, come on. Calm down. How could the 22nd and 24th US presidents have the same parents but weren't brothers? Um, I've put it was the same person. Okay. Ben. Well, I mean, yeah, that does make sense. I suppose I wrote not a Scooby-Doo, Nick. (laughs) And Jill. Adopted. <laughs> is that not feasible? It is feasible. Thank you. Lucy, you're actually right. It was the same person. And for two bonus points, just to Lucy, yeah, just to Farley's Rusk, the dried husk. Um, who was it? Uh, I want to say one of the Roosevelts. No. Do you reckon uh, Patrick would know the answer to this? Patrick or Quano? He knows the answer to everything. The answer is uh, Grover Cleveland in 1885 and 1893. I've never heard of that person. Me neither. Why do you put it then? (laughs) Jill. Why do you keep asking me? I'm going to go to Ben next. Which Japanese word means empty orchestra? Uh, Sushi. Well, I think, I think uh, that describes my bowels after I've eaten it. <laughs> Empty stomach. Charlie's? <laughs> oh. Me? Yeah, well, you, you, your nickname's kind of uh, evolving as the show goes on. Charlie's <laughs> Rusk, the dried husk. <laughs> um, well, I don't think it's right, but I've put kamikaze. 
Okay, in jail? Oh, I didn't have a clue, so I just put cream of some young guy. <laughs> oh my the answer God. that is karaoke. Oh, I'm... Damn it. No, you didn't know it. You didn't know it. If you knew it, you'd have put it. Don't say I knew it. That's absolute codswallop. <laughs> I knew it. Well, why didn't you put that answer there? I knew it, but I thought, I'd, I don't put sushi. What does a dish, base dish, got to do with an empty bleeding orchestra? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think of a joke to go with that. It's so bad. I'm trying to think of an orchestra fish related joke, but I can't. <laughs> oh, dear. Gerontimo, who is Marshall Bruce Mavers III? Eminem. Okay, Jill? Yeah, I'll put the same Eminem. And Lucy? Yeah, I'll put Eminem as well. Uh, Yep, you're right. Lucy? Yes? Just to p*** off because he keeps thinking he's first. (laughs) Jill, what's the only planet in our solar system that's not named after a Greek or Roman god? Mercury. Ben? Uh... So he made a strange sound. What was that? Uh. Uh. <laughs> we have to invade Earth. Lucy. I also put Earth. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Earth. Uh. Right, are you ready for the next question? Jill, the answer is not Africa, okay, before you start. The score. In second place, with five, is Gerontimo. In last place, with three, is Wibble. Winning is Farley's seven points. Woohoo! Ready for the next set of questions? So ready. I couldn't be more ready. What is the largest country on Earth? Question number 12. What is the minimum number of darts a person needs to throw to complete a leg from 501? What's the minimum number of darts a person needs to throw to complete a leg from 501? Oh, God. <laughs> Lucy, don't you play darts every week? Yes. Okay, good. Just clarify. Oh, God. She's done this before, hasn't she? She's obviously really good at darts. Okay. Number 13. What is as light as a feather, but even the strongest man cannot hold it for more than a few minutes? Oh. That ain't a quiz. That's a fucking riddle. Oh, I've heard this before. What's Can you repeat, please? Yes. What is as light as a feather? But even the strongest man can't hold it for more than a few minutes. Okay. Google, Google, quick. (laughs) What's the largest country on Earth? Russia. Ben? I also put Russia. Drive Husk? (laughs) I also put Russia. Well done. Uh, that means that now I cannot win and I can only draw and hope I can only get both questions right and hope Lucy fails on both. Yeah, I think I have. <laughs> okay, good. Here we go then. What is the minimum number of darts a person needs to throw to complete a leg from 501, Benjamin? Nine. Jill? 
Nine. <laughs> oh, Lucy, God. Lucy the dart player. For 16. <laughs> 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 She's not very good at darts, you see. Is that throwing four at a time? <laughs> I don't even know what I was thinking. Sorry. No, I'm... neither do I. Oh, there's a point in it going into the last question there. At least you, did, you didn't say, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> so Ben, come on, Mister Mister Smarmy Smarmy journalist who says oh, I've got this. I think I know this. What is as light as a feather? That, but even the strongest man cannot hold it for more than a few minutes. To clarify, I said I've heard this before, but I couldn't remember. I I put, and I think it makes sense. Breath, as in you can hold your breath. Okay, Lucy. I put his breath. Oh no! It means can't get a draw. And gel. Well, I just put air. Mm. Can you hold air? I did actually look at the answer and thought it said his breathe, but it's spelt the same way. So yes, you are right. Ah, oh, Lucy. Just need it. a little bit of confirmation um, from uh, our quiz master on the scores on the doors, please. Drum roll. Woohoo! Okay. <sighs> In third place. Is Wibble Hollyoke with five points. <laughs> hang on, hang on, stewards. Did I not get that? Did I not get air? No, it's breath. What the fuck? Is it not the same thing? Can you hold air, Joe? Well, I ain't got any air, but if you can. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in second place because she was deducted two points for forming her own nickname close your mouth (laughs) is Dried Husk Lucy on seven points yes get in and the winner (laughs) this is outrageous I want a steward's inquiry stewards is that Okay, no, I've been told that's not fair. You've been deducted one point. (laughs) Deducted one point. So it's a tie. So we have an equal tie. (laughs) On eight points each. We have have a tiebreaker. This game stinks shit. (laughs) Jill, as the person (laughs) came last, you can set the tiebreak question. Oh, this is tragic. What is going on here? Ready? <laughs> yeah, ready. How old will I be my next birthday? Is it closest wins? Well, don't be too f- far away, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I would say... Okay, go on. Just say, yeah, it. say it out loud. Say it out loud. I'm on, on the count of... What did you say? 51. <laughs> I'm going to go 48. The answer, Jelly, is... See, I'll be 50. Oh. So I win? Well, no, because ah. you, went, you went too high. You went, you said, <laughs> oh. Lucy gets deducted a point for going too high. Yeah. This is outrageous. I won that fair and square. Uh, Lucy wins. Yeah, Lucy. <laughs> well done. Well done. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Suffragettes and all that shit. Anyway. Good and that's, that's another smooth running whole radio quiz. 
Listen to Homestale Radio on the go using our Android app. Download at holradio.net forward slash Android. So that's been another great whole radio extra podcast where there's been no football. Um, my thanks to our producer, uh, Clouds, who was the inspiration for our nicknames um, featuring the show tonight. Um, we've had Gerald Wibble Hollyoak, um, Ben Geronimo Nagel, and Dried Up Husk Lucy White. Um, we're not sure when our next show will be because our next game is on a Monday night. Um, Against Sunderland, which is a bit... Do we ever beat Sunderland under the lights? When was the last time we beat Sunderland under the lights? Will it be a Palace thing of... um, We have really, really good results and we play somebody who's crap and do badly. Lucy, very quickly, how are we going to do against Sunderland? We're going to beat them. Bye. 2-0. Okay, Ben, what do you think? 3-1, Palace. Connor Wickham to score? Yes, the first. That would be good, wouldn't it? Gel, what do you think? I'm trying, I'm just, the last time I saw, I'm sure the last time I saw us play Sunderland under the lights, we lost 3-1. I think Phillips got hat-trick, didn't he? Was that, was, that, was that under the lights? When we said you'll never play for England and he got hat-trick. Remember all the fans giving it to him? Yeah. Anyway, um, oh, 1-0, us. Okay. Yeah, and I'll go for a 2-0 win. I've been Dinky Gusset. This has been Hull Radio. Thanks for listening. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.